Every year, one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts for up to 89% off USPS and UPS services, so your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. It's like your own personal post office. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com code PROGRAM. Every year, one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts for up to 89% off USPS and UPS services, so your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. It's like your own personal post office. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Get ahead of the postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to On Screen Live. My name is Andrew Jupin, and uh, well, I hope you all had a great weekend. Of course, uh, good afternoon, good evening, or good morning, depending upon where are you, uh, where are you, where are you, where you are finding us this fine day. Uh, hello uh, to Michael Brooks, Chris Sheen, Halahuchi, of course, John Cara, Cheerios. That's a great fucking username. Good job, Cheerios. Love that. Let's go, baby. Ms. Melancholy, Conspiracy Theory. Um, happy Monday, especially to this guy. Oh, yeah. A dude who I think would make for a fine hang here on On Screen Live. Speaking of fine hangs, I'm going to bring in two of my best buds in the whole goddamn world. First up, I mean, I was just hanging with him yesterday, Stephen Sadak. So, yeah, hi, I'm Patrick Wilson. I'm very <laughs> handsome. Uh, uh -huh. I've, I've, I've had a pretty great career this whole time doing acting. Now I'm just mm -hmm. going to have the number one direct. My first movie that I direct is going to be number one in the box just office. To Not the a top, huge deal. Baby. To mm -hmm. the top. Oh, yeah. NBD, dude. I got to meet whatever devil he's sucking because I got I to gotta get in on that. <laughs> Yo, Patrick, which devil are you sucking? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You don't want to suck the wrong devil because I've done that. Speaking of sucking the wrong devil, here's Chris Cabin. And that was why. And Lucas and Spielberg found themselves uh -huh. wondering about a random character known as the snowblower. They went, <laughs> they went to Club Air and they found out that the snowblower was none other than a young Martin Scorsese uh -oh. who Chris, had hey, Chris, climbed Chris, a Chris. mountain of cocaine before yep, he had... What? what? Chris Cabin, we're, we're, we're yep. doing the on screen. On the air once again, oh, dude. Oh, fine. Fine. Noon, noon Eastern, dude. Oh, it's it. Yes, it is. Okay, yeah, it, it is. It is. You're right. So I should stop. I should stop. 
what's going on, buddy? What was what was that? Easy Rider? What the fuck? Raging Bullets. Peter oh, Baskin's uh, uh, famous, you know, book about the beginning of uh, New Hollywood, the end of New Hollywood into uh, Lu- Lucas right. Spielberg aging into the eighties and nineties. You know, it's a great, it's a great, great book. If anybody uh, wants to hear it, I uh, read it. I, Jesus. I went to uh, when I was in LA. When we were in LA, I saw Raging Bull by myself, and uh-huh. it's. First, I guess I didn't notice it, but last the first time I'd seen it, probably the second time I ever saw it, it takes place in the neighborhood I grew up, which is kind of no. disconcerting. Yeah, Pelham really? Parkway in the Bronx, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's like the the rare of uh, Pelham Parkway appearance, and it's like, yeah, that's where all this uh, Italian American emotional abuse is happening. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever go to that pool, Steve? No, I don't know where the hell that pool is. Was that was so? Park. Yeah, was that any of it on location? I mean, no. Some of the streets you could definitely tell where where, where it was, where, like kind of where I w- grew up. Like when they're out, when he's chasing him in the street, you're like, that's kind of where uh-huh. that is. Oh, but that's cool. The pool, I would would be surprised if it was like Yonkers or something. Condemned. Oh, yeah. You think it's probably <laughs> condemned? <laughs> I would imagine e- either in Yonkers. Or condemned or both. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome, though. I got to go back to that. Uh, I've had the the Criterion 4K sitting around the homestead for a while. Um, But, you know, that movie in its time did some decent business, but it's time for us to take a look at what did what over the weekend at the uh, American box office, such as it was this is highest gross. Uh, so here we go. No, uh, well, actually, you know what? It's not a surprise, but it's just a consistency in at five is a uh, Spider-Man across the, uh, spider verse. And, uh, you know, this thing it's, it's holding in, man. This is a successful ass movie. We're talking another eight mil here in it's sixth week. And now we are official. This is the, uh, top grossing U S film of the summer. Yeah. Uh, just, a. Took that over from Guardians this weekend. Wild shit. Not surprising, I don't think. Uh, I kind of thought this was going to come. Also, I do think it is probably going to stay because we are going to absolutely lose, I think, Sound of Freedom this next weekend. (laughs) And then Mission Impossible added on to that. I think it's going to stay right here. I do yeah. want a, uh, one little programming note because Eric isn't here. You're probably wondering, oh, my God, where's Eric? And that's oh, a right. question. Right. But what he, he was uh, the last person to see The Flash, uh, ah. the only, only only person this weekend to go see The Flash. Right. And he got sucked right into the te- into the into the into the multiverse there. So oh, he's and just it's crazy. Yeah. He's, now, stuck, you know, he's stuck in the time stadium. Yes. The time uh, loop thing. And okay. you can see all the different guys over the years that have played or almost played Eric Siska in various other projects. <laughs> properties mm-hmm. uh <laughs> they're crashing into each other different mm-hmm. eric that's right there's a christopher nolan eric siska mm-hmm. right right there's right, all right. kinds of different ones <laughs> yes. there's uh, the director of leprechaun eric siska <laughs> <and> like, <laughs> gary busick uh, gary busey eric siska just mm-hmm. all yep. different sorts the one eric siska that was in black and white from that yes. one guy that played him that shot himself in the head that the guy Saint tango eric siska obviously <laughs> for sure big coat little hat yeah <laughs> Uh, coming in at number four, an animated film oh, that's really struggling to make money God, here. Elemental. Now, here's the thing with Elemental: we're looking at uh, week four, nine point six million dollars. Um, it, the funny thing is, it's a it's a decent enough drop if like you hadn't spent two hundred million dollars on this movie because yeah. now it's like we're talking domestic gross of one hundred nine million. Which if you cost, you know, if your movie cost half of what it did, you'd be kind of on your way to being okay. But such as it is, 
the numbers well, do not work out for this movie. And, and also remember, all these movies, it's actually a more closer to double yeah. what the actual thing is because of marketing costs and everything. Absolutely. So, like, if you're talking about, like, 350 at best, and you have to deal with this shit weekly. Yeah, I, I'd be a little worried if I was Pixar. I'd be like, shit. I mean, and I think that, right. I mean, that's what all these studios need to realize is like, unless you've got somehow, unless you're like Jim, big dick Jim Cameron and or, you know, some kind of like, uh, it's going to be really hard to justify these large uh uh box uh, the, the the large the budgets. Uh, budgets yeah exactly yeah, it's gonna yeah. be really yeah. really difficult to do that going forward as everything has sort of changed you know what i mean like that's yeah and it's, i can i can almost i can almost buy it for indiana jones because of the star power involved yeah. i have such a difficult time looking at elemental and being like 200 million dollars yes. yeah. for what? are you it's sure it's are nuts i mean sure spider-man this one that's out at number five costs literally almost half of it yeah uh all of those um is it uh universal's um illumination movies Mm -hmm. like they don't cost this much like i don't know what is going on at the house of the mouse but you got to get that fucking wallet in line man Mm -hmm. this is it's bonkers does the fire look especially interesting or something (laughs) i don't know yeah i don't get what the fuck this is oh you want Talking fire. Oh, that's going to oh, cost you. Boy. That's, oh. I'm sorry. Oh, whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa, whoa. Talking fire and talking water. Oh, my. You better be able to spend $200 million on this move. Oh, you can? Oh, okay. <laughs> what? It, that has never been done before. Ever. Talking fire. Is it, what, what? How is moving cat? I've never heard of that. <laughs> I've never heard of that. <laughs> so let me check. Uh, you are talking water, talking fire, talking ground, and talking sky. Plus, uh, no real stars in it. Okay, back in a napkin, $200 million? Okay. Because <laughs> you know this money, whatever is being chopped off the top is definitely not going to the mafia like it should. It's That's right. going to somebody else, a darker source, I would say, likely. <laughs> hey, speaking of darker sources, man, in at number three, the QAnonorama. <laughs> wow. Sound of Freedom. Yeah. Uh, starring Jim Jumpin' Jesus Caviezel. Who's the other guy holding the baby? Or is, it, is are they both Jim Caviezel? Is it no. like a, oh, I man. don't think so. Okay. You go, so, so I I saw this with my friend Cameron. Right. Uh, really? Yeah, my my good friend Cameron. So you were you were part of this eighteen point two million dollars. You and Cameron. I, well, yes, me and Cameron. Uh, and <laughs> I got not only okay Jim Caviezel. Hey, yeah. oh, that's right. Uh, Cameron Rippy is his uh, his friend's name. Is Cameron. <laughs> Cameron Rippey, of course. Cameron Rippey, he's very, he's a nice guy. Uh, mm-hmm. Hung him. like a horse, too. Yeah. <laughs> You've all hung out with him as well. Uh, and Bill Camp is in this movie. What? Oh, Bill Camp man. gets the title. He drops the title uh, about wow. halfway through. Uh, it is, ins- of course, it's insane. It's as insane as you could think it is. It's a Jim Caviezel movie. Uh, <laughs> so, and also, I just like, I forgot, like, it's better made than most of them. Like, most of the movies like this, you just cannot watch because they're so incompetently put together that you're just uh-huh. like, nothing sticks. There's just, the drama is uh, bled out completely. Yeah, They're getting better at how, like, these things look and, like, making them more like action movies. That is getting better. Uh. But you cannot get over the hurdle that is Jim Caviezel's face. <laughs> it is impossible. It just cannot be, like, it well, is... He's like- 
blonde in this one, right? Yes. Oh, God. Yeah, it's horrible. Oh, it's, what? No, now I got to yeah. look this up. It, it, it is uh, ridiculous. The way he looks. He There is a, 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 a scene in this movie where he tries to smile, and it looks like the most uncomfortable thing he's <laughs> oh, ever done in really? his life. He's just, like, forcing it through his teeth. It's oh, look at this blonde yeah, hair. Yeah. That's disgusting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, man. Mm -hmm. oh, God. oh, dreadful. So yeah. this is a movie. It's I said QAnonorama because, Chris, this is a movie where, like, he's investigating child sex trafficking and really getting he's, to the bottom of things. And he's going undercover as a uh, it's it's a term used of a, as a white hat pedophile, an <laughs> undercover pedophile for to get. <laughs> uh-huh no continue bad, please continue to get the bad pedophiles <laughs> mm -hmm. uh it's the only and, way to catch one is with a good one Absolutely. Dude, this is a fucking john wilson bit yeah <laughs> <laughs> this is the guy remember the guy that was like i fucking try to get people to come yes, to my yeah. house from the internet it's, and then i citizens arrest yes. them or whatever yeah yeah he's doing what? he goes and like Bill Camp is like the like old hat at being the white hat pedophile named I'm not kidding you Vampiro. Um, <laughs> no, now you just you're fucking. Full I'm of not shit. kidding. No, now you, you just sold the fucking one more ticket, my friend. <laughs> um, it's unbelievable. Like you just oh have to see the, if you are if you have the morbid curiosity to be interested in something like this, which I have. Uh, and then I, you have to kind of see it to believe it. It's insane. It's absolutely done. Wow, you weren't lying. Bill Camp is a vampiro. That's <laughs> incredibly dumb. Here's the thing. And I mean, like, what? It's and I want to be really clear about one thing. I am not a pedophile, but no. I. Oh, like nice. If, Thanks if, for clearing that up, dude. Uh, I feel like if I was, I wouldn't uh -huh. be looking for pedophile buddies because you know what? 99% of those are federal fucking agents. You know that's what I mean? Right. Just keep your shit yep. to yourself, dude. Yeah. Like that's it. You, you don't, you never get to have a beer with another pedophile pal and talk no. about well, the business is my understanding <laughs> of that game. What this does tell you is like how, like, cause this is, it's built as an action movie. It's supposed to be uh -huh. like kind of uh, like a espionage born esque like, uh, he's not doing as many fights as Bourne, but like it's mm -hmm, supposed to sure. be more like in that mode. And like it does the fact that this did so well uh, tells you that like we are no longer trying to be, you, you know, the 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 guy who really is like looking for a role model or his fantasy in the thing. He's no longer looking to be Schwarzenegger who gets the babe and saves uh, right. his kid from the terrorists. It's literally to become to to break out the pedophiles. That is the only fantasy he has anymore is to mm -hmm. just be like the one who saves them all. Like yes. the John Wilson guy. Yeah. Like, yeah. Right, it, right. It's unbelievable. Incredible. That's really, truly something. Dark. Well, I'm, Dark I'm glad I'm glad you and Cameron had a good time. We did. Uh, and at number two, of course, Indy and the Dial of D. Uh, we're looking at, uh, it was a 26 and a half mil, which presented a decent, it's like 50 some odd percent drop, which again is fine. If in fact, you know, a 50% hold is fine mm -hmm. if you're like gross is decent, but it, you know, gross $60 million last week. And uh, it is over a hundred mil. Where are we at? It's uh, over $121 million, but again, fucking $295 million budget. You're totally screwed. And yeah. you know, it's, it's just going to be amazing when Disney just fires a bunch of people that had nothing to do with any of this stuff. Oh, sure. The, these tracks, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. Good people in the accounting department, good people in the market, you know, in the in the production department, all sorts of different stuff. Well, I don't know. We, we got to make up for these losses, guys. That's uh, right. Creamed at the box office. You got to do it somewhere. Um, and speaking of 
creaming the box office. Uh, Insidious, The Red Door, or Insidious 5, if you go by Steve's legislation. Or, uh, honestly, better yeah. title for this entire movie that I that I was, yep. I was playing with yesterday. Yep. Insidious You, Insidious Goes to College. Because Ooh, I think that's great, yes. So much of this movie is college set, which they don't let you know, and... I actually think the college set stuff is actually kind of fun. So I would lean into that, you know, start the cover yep. should be that red devil guy, like kind of surfing with like a, you know, the, the cap and gown, but maybe it's a skew. He's got sunglasses on. Absolutely. Tank top underneath. So you can see his ripped uh, red body. <laughs> exactly. Um, exactly. Let me tell you something. 32.7 million dollars. There's a reason why I said it's this dude's fucking Oh, Day to that. shine. This movie costs sixteen million dollars to beautiful. make. All yeah. right, so Patrick Wilson, congratulations, dude. Oh, that fucking rules. Can't <laughs> stop winning this man. No, I, no, I, I no. love him so much. Like yep. uh, I, I, I really do hope I get another uh, uh, gander at him in Aquaman two. Whenever we do get to see the movie, yes. yep. I, I, I really am hoping that I get to see him again. I didn't get to see. I didn't get to see as you guys saw it. I, yeah, I was, yeah. We'll, we'll talk, talk about it later. We'll of talk course. about yeah. it. Yeah. Um, but no, it was uh, it was a solid time. Um, yeah. So that's that's the box office for this week, gang. Um, pretty great stuff. You know, we'll see. We'll see what happens because, of course, this coming week. I mean, official shows start tomorrow afternoon. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mission Impossible: Dead Reckoning One is going to upend the whole thing. Will it be Maverick? Probably not. But you no. know, what could be. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it's, got a, it's it's a pretty lengthy movie, right? It's like a two forty fiver. Is my it's guess. A, it, it's, right. it's a big guy, yeah. Mm. So you're you're looking at over three hours in the theater. Yeah, it's yeah, fine, yeah. but it's like, could we maybe not? No, like you know, we we got an episode coming out on Mission Impossible two tomorrow. That movie is two hours and three minutes long. Exactly, yeah. the OG is uh, probably the same, if not probably less. Movie it's under. Buck, it's like buck, a, it's buck like 50. a buck fifty. Yeah, it's like yeah. a buck, buck fifty exactly. Yeah, you can um, tell the story, and especially when we're talking about Dead Reckoning Part One. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, talking about fucking Satan Tango, man. Like, well, how much time do you need? <laughs> well, he's got to get to the town. Tom Cruise has to get to the town first, <laughs> gotcha, and then he's got to make his pitch. <laughs> I, he's got to yeah. tell them where yeah. the, all the place to go. You know, first things first. You know, yeah. you got to see how he gets to the town. It's all one take, too, Steve. You got to remember. It's pretty that. exciting. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty exciting. <laughs> uh, yeah. So lots of stuff coming out next weekend, and the, and the weekend after that, and the summer is just going to keep on rolling. And you know, one way we try to keep track of stuff around here is with a little segment we've cleverly titled trailer segment uh so here we go as always folks if you're watching along uh in the show description here on youtube i have all three trailers going to take a look at today pretty pretty uh, big movies this week on all three fronts oh, yeah. uh so up first the uh, second trailer to Dune Part Two. Want to take a look at this because it sort of fleshes out the part two ness of the story a little more, I think. Uh, but, fellas, you ready for this? Uh, yes, sir. On, on your end there. Let's just oh, yeah. Get, this um, will be my first time seeing all three of these trailers, FYI. Oh, yeah, excellent. These, it's, it's one of the rare times when we, these are three movies that could all be very good. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. think we usually do that. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> one of them is going to be a dud, usually. This one, you might actually get three good movies here. Yeah, I mean, you'd be hard-pressed to see what would be, like, the worst of these. I don't know. But up first, yes, uh, coming 11-3 from Warner Brothers, Denny Villeneuve's Dune Part 2. We're going to start this sucker up in three, two, one, go. 
Oh, they got the haze too, huh? Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's our, it's our forest fire haze. Oh, there's that Batista. Oh, yeah. My family's been fighting them for centuries. Yeah. Yeah, burn those oh, bodies. Uh oh. Alongside my father. This is also, I just heard, we got, I think they're talking like 315. Oh, oh yeah. On that sure. runtime. Looking like we're gonna have some bludgeonings here. I'm liking that. Oh, I like yeah. that. I like some bludgeonings. Yeah, we're getting much more war in this one. It just looks so goddamn good. It's yeah. just pretty cool, man. I love it's these breathable septum rings they got mm -hmm. going. Oh yeah, dude. So you can breathe on the planet and go to the punk rock show. Oh yes. <laughs> oh there he is. Hell yeah, man. Gurney Halleck back. I, oh, I'm surprised. Yeah. I thought those hard coded were brutal. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. Gonna be way more Bardem in this movie, too. Why is that a bad thing? Use it. Because all my visions lead to horror. Oh, yeah, that's a problem. Uh-oh. Hate when that happens. What if I turn into a worm, Bernie? Come on. What if that were to happen? Johnny, do you believe in me? Don't worry for all those uh, people that were complaining about Zendaya not being in the first movie. Yes. She will be oh, yeah. all over this. And fucking Christopher Walken as I the know. Emperor, well, showing the, maybe We might be showing a lot of this movie. There we go. Oh, here he is. Austin Butler. Uh-huh. Harkonnen <laughs> <laughs> Hotel. <laughs> oh, dude, yes. the Harkonnen Hotel. I love that both times that character has been put on screen, it's been a musician. Yes. Yeah. In the the Dune movie, is played by uh, Sting, yes. and in this movie, it's played by Elvis. So that'll bad. be re really great. Yeah. I don't know, man. If I get murdered by Zendaya in a fight, I feel like I'd feel pretty <laughs> bad about myself. It's not a prophecy. Better be ready, Steve. That's how it's going to end for you. Yep. <laughs> I'm just saying I could probably take Zendaya in a knife fight right now. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not. Yeah. Maybe not. Oh, yeah. Look at that explosion. Mm -hmm. Speaking the frame and hunter yeah. language, I like that. Mm -hmm. Fuck, yeah. Look at that. Oh, it. yeah. It's very into yeah. it. See, now, like this, I'll spend over three hours at the theater. Sure, sure. Uh, you know. You'll be forced to. You will be. I mean, you are. No, I, you know, I just mean like some movies like, yeah, take it over three. Others, maybe not. <laughs> yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so all, I would always yeah. hope that all I, like we were talking before, like Brian De Palma being able to fit all that Mission Impossible in an hour and 15 right. minutes. Like, yeah, like I would just, you, you don't have to have so many big banger setup scenes yes. or you just tighten them all to just be that. Yes. Very yeah. easy. Um. So yeah, we will see in uh, November about that guy. Now, here we go. Uh, the next two, no posters yet, but got to use this image. Because Jesus Christ. Because you just, Ill. you got to do it. You absolutely <laughs> have to do it. Just uh, <laughs> uh, Marty Scorsese's Killers of the Flower Moon, of course. Uh, mm -hmm. This will be out by uh, Apple by way of Paramount Limited on 10.6. And then I think 
20, it goes wide. I'm thinking, fingers crossed for placement in New York Film Festival for this guy. You would think so. I mean, the, for the feel-good film of the fall, you would hope. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, you get to see. Everyone's going to feel see. real warm and fuzzy after this one. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, the release dates line up almost exactly the same as The Irishman, and we had that at New York Film Festival mm -hmm. in 2019, uh, or whenever the hell that was. Was that... And 2019? Yeah. Yes, that sounds right. Another yeah. chuckle yeah. fest, the Irish yeah. man. Oh, one. yeah, just a, a laugh fucking riot, dude. Mm -hmm. uh, no life, doubt about uh, it. One of those films that reminds <laughs> you that life is worth living, of course. <laughs> the Irishman. Uh, so this is the first uh, full-length trailer for this. I watched this, uh, I think, Friday maybe this dropped. Mm -hmm. um, Goddamn. Just like anyone who's like, oh, this guy, the guy that makes mafia movies? Yeah. Just, you're... You sound so fucking stupid, and especially when you get something like this, which we're going to check out right now uh, in three, two, one, go. Look at the ceiling. Look at the ceiling. Come on. Look at the ceiling. Do it just <laughs> once. Look aggravated in your kitchen. No, stop looking at her. The ceiling. <laughs> She's not important. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. Just look at the fucking production design of this movie. Texas tea. It's nice to see De Niro acting. Yes. Oh, yeah. Uh, you see, all this is mafia, of course. This yeah. is all the mafia <laughs> as well. These are mafias. Look, I think Leo's in the mafia. Yeah, in this also <laughs> her as well, I believe, yeah. to be a mafia. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, Lily Gladstone, definitely in the mafia. Yeah, of course. We should have known it came to something else. Oh, see, because people got shot, so it's the mafia, you see. Yes, of course. There's guns. There has to be a mafia. From the, from the from every time I could remember, I always wanted to commit genocide. <laughs> kinda. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, kinda. I'm loving this song too. I can't believe Lily Gladstone considered leaving acting, by the way. Yeah. I mean, it tells you. I mean, it's probably not very rewarding outside yeah. of getting these. No, really yeah, no, I, I, I totally get it. But yeah. she's just fucking great. Oh yeah. I was uh, sent down from Washington. Oh yeah. Jesse. See what about him? This is great. See who's doing it. <laughs> See who's doing it. God damn, that's good delivery. Fraser, there he is. Mm -hmm. Blinking, you miss him, but he's there. I appreciate how doughy every white man is in this movie. Oh, yeah, very, big dough time. It's a very specific choice. Expecting a miracle to make all this go away. This is a movie justifying its budget, by the way. I don't know what the number is, but I know it's justified. Yeah, it looks incredible. Just yeah. the images alone. Oh, yeah, I'm all about it. Another Eric Roth banger. And not only, uh, speaking of which, uh, not only justifying its budget, but justifying its runtime. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. He's uh, a big boy. Yeah, because that, uh, it's not, no, it's longer than Irishman. Is that right? I think it's about as long as the Irishman. Okay. Yeah. I don't, I don't remember the, what they exactly landed on, but it was, it's very long. Um, all right. So Killers of the Flower Moon is some sort of cursory Google search here. No idea if this is confirmed, but this says $200 million. And okay. 
This is two hundred million dollars, seemingly well spent. Yeah, I can I see it. I don't see any talking fire. I don't see any talking fire. <laughs> Great point, Steve. Maybe nope. that's they got to save something for the movie, man. That's so a maybe good point. That, <laughs> is there a baby hunk of dirt in that movie that I didn't see? That says Goo Goo Gaga. Mm-hmm. I hope so. Uh, I hope, yeah, it would be nice. So Hollywood Reporter has this movie at three twenty six. Uh, three hours and twenty six minutes. Irishman, three hours and 29 minutes. Oh, okay. So, yeah. so there you go. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. We'll see. But I am super fucking excited about this movie, you guys. Um, another thing that uh, we should all be super excited about, just for like the idea of it, and then we'll see what happens with the movie. But as we've learned, never discount Rotten Ridden. Again, no poster yeah. here. So here's Joaquin looking hungover yes. uh, as oh, yeah. Napoleon. In Ridley Scott's Napoleon. Now, now I'm correct. This is not. He's not Joker Napoleon. It's just normal Napoleon. Just normal. I think Napoleon. it's just oh, okay. normal Napoleon. Yeah. Okay. I think that's leaving. I think that's leaving money on the table. I'll be honest. If you and is it- Lady Gaga in this one or is she? I think she's in both. Actually, she's in both. okay. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Napoleon Falia and Napoleon. I believe she plays a horse in Napoleon, <laughs> and uh, then she is she is a Harley Quinn or a Harley Quinn esque person in Joker too. You want to know how I got this hat? <laughs> and I understand. Yes, actually, I would like to know. Yeah, yeah. I understand that's not the right Joker, but I couldn't tell you a fucking thing that guy uh, says in that movie. No. So no, no, it's over. Yeah, that was all. the that was the joke you got vaporized. Or, another one. Uh, <laughs> He's the emperor of France and you're laughing. <laughs> there you go. That's a little something. That's, that's better. I like, I like that, that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So this is uh, Apple by way of Sony this time. Mm. Uh, wide on 1122. Got to hand it to Apple, man. You are going to big companies to put these movies out on a lot of screens uh, and spending money on stuff. Well done with these distribution partnerships. Wake yep. the fuck up, Netflix. It would be nice. Uh, so here is Napoleon. Uh, the official trailer was just dropped this morning, by the way. So this is like, it's hot off the presses, you guys. Yes. Mm. Uh, here we go. And I think, Chris Cabin, this may be a trailer for the trailer. Oh, so boy. just gird your loins, my friend. For God's sake. I know how upset you get. So. For Napoleon's sake, God damn it. All right, Napoleon in three, two, one, go. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah. Shut up. Trailer oh, starts it. now. Well, no oh, shit. Thank you. God damn it. <laughs> Okay. Liking some size. I'm seeing mm-hmm. some size here. Oh, yeah. Oh, get ready for it. Boom. <laughs> Looking slightly washed out. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's what we're doing here. Yeah. He does that a lot with his historical epics. Yeah. yeah here's some orange light, though. So that's, yeah. that's already better. Okay. So it's not the whole movie. Yeah, well, the, Martian, the Martian making that list, huh? I think that's a great movie, man. I rewatched it is, no, that. It's, but it's just sort of like you know, iconic Ridley Scott movies, The Martian. Yeah, I guess that's true. I'll tell you, I never is, cared for Black Hawk Down, by the way. No. Speaking of that list of movies. It's, uh, I'm kind of indifferent to it. They're using a slowed down version of Radiohead's Kid A. Oh, yeah. no. Yeah, what the that's fuck? Like- Look at this ignorant shit. Let's just blast cannonballs at the pyramids. Yeah. Fuck you. I suggest you take the throne as a king. Who was that guy saying that? He looked kind of familiar. I have familiar. no idea. All right. 
Okay. Hey. Look at this costuming. This vermin has held the world hostage with his egotism and his lack of simple good manners. I agree. Mm. <laughs> Getting it on under that oh, table. He is a lover, all right. <laughs> Tiny lover, dude. Yeah, I just feel like we need a shorter man, possibly. How tall is Joaquin? He's not terribly tall, but I wonder if it's like we're going to be having everybody else wearing lifts in their yeah. boots. Oh, yeah. Your Majesty, we are discovered. Good. I like the delivery of good. Well, I don't think you can ask Tom Cruise to do it because he doesn't play losers. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know if you could do that. That's true. Ooh. That's nice. Like that shot. There we go. Love this dubstep Napoleon yeah. at the end of that movie. Huh? Napoleon, <laughs> obviously a big fan of EDM mm -hmm. uh, and, and dubstep. <laughs> a big, a rave head, really. Yeah. All I can say is I sincerely hope that's like a marketing department thing <laughs> and we're not getting music box covers or Radiohead in the movie. Yeah. Uh, usually you, not. Better not. I mean, like, if you're going to do it really bold and do like uh, what Marie Antoinette did, like, that's, I think that's interesting. Like, but yeah. I, if you're just doing it to have like slow, creepy songs, it's sure nothing. And also, like, Rotten Red is not going to make a movie like Marie Antoinette. No, I, I, so. I would doubt that. I would really yeah. doubt that. Uh, so we'll see what what's what this fall, folks. But that's uh, those movies all come out within like two months of each other. Uh, it's going to be a busy, it's crowded seem, fall. Yeah, it seems like unless one of them is a disaster, those are three best picture noms too. Yeah, uh, 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 yeah, Eric's not here, so I have to say they. You may see them on Hollywood's biggest night. <laughs> uh, you may very well see them there, uh, ready to go with Rotten Rid, uh, ready to take the fucking crowd. Uh, just an FYI, just coming in from the chat, looks like uh -huh. I am shorter than Napoleon. Excellent. <laughs> oh, that's good news. Look at this. Five, six. Yeah, that's Joaquin uh, five, eight. Not I don't know, man. Like, I feel like that might, he might be padding the stats there. You know, like, Ooh. oh yeah, Napoleon himself. Oh, put me oh, down I as see. five, six. <laughs> Five, six of Napoleon. Okay, whatever. You, you're only going to be happy if Danny DeVito plays Napoleon. Man. <laughs> yes. Oh, man. Is that, I, I played think, that country like a hop from hell. That might actually be a joke in Get Shorty. He it might be, be yeah, playing. Yeah. I, I think yeah. there might be a poster for Napoleon. I would I would have loved it. Yeah. Back, yeah, in, like back in the day, Danny. Sure. Danny's old yeah. now. Danny's old. Yeah. Right. Hoffa yeah. era. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so there we go, gang. We will see. Uh, this weekend, uh, a couple of us went to the movies to see the number one film in the country, Insidious the Red Door. That was me and Steve. Uh, Steve, now, you had seen which of the movies before we went into it? I only saw one, uh, and I liked one. One was, like, yeah, kind of an important movie for me only because... I always despised James Wan before that movie. And then I'm like, oh, wow, James Wan's really good. This is a really right cool here. horror movie. Yep. Yeah. And it flipped me from then on. Like, I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm down for James Wan. And I've been proven pretty much right. And it's kind of a weird, like, because that's his, his career just turns on that movie. Like, literally, yeah. it just, it's a fulcrum. Because yep. yeah. he did Dead Silence before that, which is dog shit. Oh, and, I don't care for that one. And mm -hmm. Saw, I mean, the Saw stuff. I mean, and then, yeah. It's, yeah. His involvement in the Saw films. So, but you know, but that movie came out. I'm like, oh, that's cool. And then I never, I, I think I meant to watch the sequel that I didn't. And then, then it just was like, 
how many are they releasing? And then, yeah, for whatever reason, this movie came out this weekend. I wanted to see something for the show. I didn't know it was going to be number one at the box office. Right. And I know that you guys talked about indie last week. So I'll go see this this new one. And I was excited about it. Yeah, totally. I mean, I did. I like got ready for this movie. I watched all four over the weekend. The first three I had you were ready seen, for Freddy. I was totally ready for Freddy. And then I was like, uh-oh, that's the insidious monster. It's not Freddy at all. I watched all the wrong movies. Uh, no, I, I had seen one through three. Four came out like 2018. And I, I just, you know, kind of whatever. But it's this franchise is really interesting because I feel like after that first movie, it was that classic thing of like, oh, man, everybody loved that Lynn Shea character, you mm-hmm. know, playing Elise, the, the medium. And oops, we killed her at the end of that movie. Mm -hmm. Uh, So it's like, how do we continue these movies and make sure she's still a presence in them? So it was interesting to look back and see that like one and two are basically just connected. Two takes place right after one and they figure out ways to have her in there. And then three and four kind of smartly are both prequels to Insidious with Mm -hmm. the fourth one being like, I was calling it the rogue one of these movies because it backs up right into the start of part one. But this is this movie, Insidious the Red Door, is the first direct sequel to part two. And I got to say, you know, I, I had a good time. Some decent scares. I do yep. think, yeah, him just like full on Insidious you. Yes. That would have been kind of great. I mean, and then like maybe Patrick Wilson's character is staying a little closer to the college. Because exactly. part of the movie is like, you know, it starts with like he drops the kid off at school. Ty Sheridan or Ty uh, Simpkins. Sim- Simpkins, yeah. Ty Simpkins again playing the son, which was cool. Um, but it's like a days long road trip. So yeah. then Patrick Wilson goes home. And for most of the movie, they're like ge- geographically like disconnected, which means like Patrick Wilson's in it a little less, not as much, but there's less like interaction between them. Um, and for me, it kind of like, I think we both felt this way, Steve, like the lights came up and we were like, oh, it's over with. Like it seems to miss that like third act, now there's a bit more trouble. Yes. Yeah, I mean, I, I enjoyed the movie a lot. I think that there was... I, I just think that, like, I like the idea of that other realm. I do think that Wilson... And I think he does a very good job at directing this movie, but you could tell he wasn't terribly inventive in the further realm to me. You know what I mean? Like, and that's it something... just is I, what it is, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's what you've seen before, which I, I get because, like, it's a sequel. But maybe you want to push that a little bit visually. Yeah. Uh, there's some cool shots in the movie. Not to say that he's like a, a lame duck director or anything like that, but I kind of wanted a little bit more there. And I do, there's some cool stuff about like the, this thing following him in the real world on the college campus. Again, like I said, yeah. is, is where it kind of gets cool. And then we kind of keep going back to the other part of the movie. Uh, if I may is sort of like the, the audience is way ahead of the characters for a lot of it because right. like, there's like some mind could, so we've, some forgetting about what the other movies were about and then like but we the audience are like oh it's a it's insidious yeah you're you're being being haunted (laughs) exactly guys it's a haunting Mm. (laughs) so a little bit of that i mean i I think it's totally worth renting if you're a fan of these movies um i think that there are enough scares to keep it kind of worth it and i do think it's i do think it's well crafted enough and and you do get lucky with ty simpkins because sometimes you can recast you you have to recast that kid because the kid actor just doesn't age well he aged into a pretty good like adult-ish actor you know yeah yeah no i was i was really invested in all the the college stuff uh i want to get just real quick as a 
Yeah, we should always have. And I, I got something. Uh, I could yeah. fill some time. Also in this movie, and I don't think I've ever told the story on, on air, Angus Sampson uh, reprising his role uh, for like a hot second as oh, Tucker, yes. one of the, uh, one of the, what do you call it there? Uh, the it, two ghosts. The paranormal investigator guy. Him, Him and, and Lee Wannell. Lee Wannell's yes. the other one. He's yeah. this big Australian dude who I met uh, at a bar in Los Angeles uh, last year around, uh, around uh, Thanksgiving time. My wife were, and I are just like, oh, we'll just go to this fun little bar and... Uh-huh. It's kind of a dingy bar, which we like. And I'm like, oh, cool. I can get like a fucking banquet beer. I can, I'll, I'll have a couple of these. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden they start doing karaoke and we're like, we should get out of here. I don't want to do karaoke. <laughs> but somehow it turned into we were all doing karaoke. Like, oh, wow. Multiple times. And this dude, Angus Sampson and his crew roll in. And I'm like, that's something. And he's just getting, he is, I mean, I was hammered. He was getting hammered at the wow. other side of the bar. And what was being Australian? What was being Australian. And <laughs> hilariously, like there was some, somebody's birthday was happening. So everyone was like, happy birthday, Kelly. Happy birthday, Kelly. This one's for you. So I'm kind of a <laughs> drunken jerk. So I'm like, happy birthday, Kelly. I got a song for you. And I sing my oh. song. Wait, 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 wait. What was the song? Come I on. Don't remember. I don't even remember. It's probably uh, some shit. Oh, um, sure. But I go to the bathroom and he's in there and he's like, all right, mate, it's your birthday, isn't it? And I'm like, well, no, it's not. I said happy birthday to somebody else. <laughs> a person I don't know. But yes, so by, exactly. by the way. Uh, uh, so that yeah, was no, I was being a drunk jerk. Sorry. No, I was yeah. being a drunk jerk. Exactly. Oh, man. He's like, it's great out there, isn't it? I'm like, it sure is, Angus Samson. I liked you in Fargo season two. Talk to you soon. That's yeah. awesome. Uh, no, I wanted to pull up the woman who plays uh, Ty Simpkins, like, college buddy slash roommate her name is sinclair daniel kind of like her first real big thing she did some tv she's incredibly entertaining in the movie it was it was a nice like she brought a little bit of lightness to the movie um you know because she is comic relief's kind of wrong but like her basically like it's a character whose life hasn't been ruined by the insidious monster so she's like she's still like a little more upbeat and whatever um and she also knows she's an insidious five which i think some people yes would 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 benefit from knowing you're in insidious five you know who kind of didn't know she was in city in insidious five uh not for nothing was um hiyama boss uh, oh yeah yeah the art professor who you know, she was uh, Marcia in in Succession. That was yeah. kind of what most people know her for. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, she was Logan's second ex-wife. Yeah. Uh, she's a, she's in a completely different movie. It's yes. not distracting, but it was like you're a scotch well, too serious for Insidious well, it's like the, the Red Door art school cliche. Like I'm the serious teacher. Tear up your work. It is garbage. We have to break you down before we build you back up. And I'm like, not in a freshman art seminar, by the way. You're (laughs) you are fucking doing figure drawing every fucking week. How about that? Yeah, yeah. So that was that was kind of weird. But you know, I'll say that you know the one thing just about um, you know, you said like rent it. Mm. I would say the vibe in the theater was pretty good. People were having a good time. So like, if you want that like communal horror thing, like this movie will still bring it, you know, because there was a decent amount of eeriness afoot in the movie. A lot of good scares and not like cheap shit jump scares, like things that like what this franchise, I think on the whole is really good at for the most part is using shot composition for scares so yeah. like 
you'll be just looking at a shot and the actor's doing something in the foreground and like you don't notice there's like a person standing off to the yes, side yeah. or something and like it's not always even acknowledged immediately uh and that kind of shit i always think is really really scary and it does that again in this movie I will say, uh, maybe final thought, forcing to your point, seeing in the theater, there is a great ew moment that I don't want to spoil here that the whole crowd went, myself included, but like, ah, ew. <laughs> I, I know what you're talking about. And it was, it was awesome that we were in a room with like 50 people when yes. that happened because mm. everybody, no matter like, you know, amateur hour yeah. horror fan to yes. like hardened pro everybody was like yeah. we all got real willie scott in that moment and it was uh it was a ton of fun so like yeah you know i would i would go check it out it would be interesting to see what kind of legs this movie has yeah. you know i mean the thing that's like it's going to be what it's going to be of course like we mentioned at the top like tom cruise is coming into theaters this week so mm this will this will get knocked a lot and maybe you know then it does find more of a life on on vod but like check it out i was actually you know kind of now doing the whole like full franchise rewatch into this one it's a solid franchise i think three is kind of the the weakest of the bunch but um yeah i don't know and not to spoil anything you do get a tiny bit of lynn shay in this movie and it's Ooh. it's always nice to see her because she's fucking great and she really does carry those other movies Especially the first one. The boss's sister, huh? Great. <laughs> yeah. The- <laughs> that is right, dude. Uh, now, that was going to be it, uh, you know, as far as what we were talking about today. But there was one thing, like, hot off the presses that we have to talk about. A set photo. Whoa. Uh, from Ryan Reynolds' own Instagram account was posted. And Steve, I thought of you immediately, man. We got we to gotta talk this out for a second. Yellow Wolverine costume, apparently in this Deadpool 3. Could it make you give a shit about Deadpool 3? Steve, say that. I like the first two Deadpools. I do. Uh I think they're funny. I think that they're fun. I think the first one actually is even, especially given where a lot of the superhero movies go, like Deadpool gets pegged in that movie. You know what I mean? Like that's Uh an edgy joke that like you just won't kind of see. I mean, it. you know it gets a little grading the character and the second one similarly. So as Ryan Reynolds does, you know, yeah, it's not so always easy. That's my problem with those movies, but yeah. yeah, I, the thing that actually really is giving me pause is all of this news, by the way, uh, there he is. Yellow Wolverine, a <laughs> uh, big fan. Um, oh, there we go. Yep. Oh, my is, yeah. Love it. Is the multiverse shit. And I know we're probably going to be making fun of it and poking holes, sure. but we're also doing it because we yes. have, we're announced, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? Like you, you can't, you literally can't have your cake and eat it too. So Jennifer Gardner also has Electra yes, reported coming back. Ben Affleck as as Daredevil, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm like, I know, I know. Yep. Oh, I get it. Oh, I get it, Ryan. Thank you. Thank you yeah. so much. So I mean, that's a thing. And I mean, like, also the the other part of it is like, it is kind of weird. And I know that they've been playing it up forever, and they're pals and stuff for Jackman to come back after Logan. I think it's kind of weird to do Deadpool three after Logan. Uh, yeah, it's a bit, it makes Logan a bit anticlimactic, although he is like sworn up and down that this appearance doesn't negate Logan. So that to me, sure, that's your multiverse shit right there. It's yeah. like, see, it won't even touch that stuff because he's, he's from mm-hmm. the, you know, the yellow chair Patrick Stewart universe that you saw in that multiverse of madness movie, you know, or yeah, but it's whatever. Still, it still smells of Patrick Ewing on the Sonics. It's like, I guess so. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. I got that yeah. one, Steve. Thank you. There you go. There you go. There you go. <laughs> I, I truly don't know. I mean, it's just how much. Here's the thing. Like, if he's just able to do, like, gruff, gruff, Wolverine, <laughs> cool. Mm-hmm. But, like, you know, because I believe it was Josh Brolin as Cable in that second movie. Yes. And that was like a gruff, gruff, I'm the butt of the joke. And yeah. like, if you just do that for this movie, you're kind of doing it with an even more beloved character and a, like an actor who did it. Yeah, I mean, I know shade against Brolin. Like, I think he's fine in that movie, but like, he just wound up being the butt of a lot of stuff. Yeah. And if this is like, he's playing it really serious and he's getting dumped on by Deadpool, okay. But then like the inverse of that is also worse, which is like, if he's like openly funny in a lot of it. So I, I, yeah. I don't know which I would prefer to see I, when this movie comes on screen. I just don't think like, I'm always suspicious of this stuff because you make the, 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 the movie is now more about the stories that have been reported about it. Yep. Like yeah. I, I, the, the, I have to see it because the fucking yellow suits in it. I, uh, <laughs> come on, I got to do it now. I got to see what this is. And like, I like, the idea of bringing Daredevil and Electra back would have been cool if I didn't know about it. But exactly. I'm right. I'm going to know about it now. There's no way to not know about it. It is how this works now. You can't yeah. have surprises. You have to always. Everything has to go to marketing. Everything has to be pushed to that end. Right. It, and I think um, it's a huge failure on Disney's part. I don't mind. I mean, like again, I, I think Daredevil deserves a third movie. That the first two did really well, and like mm-hmm. people really like that character and really like Deadpool. Deadpool. Yeah, I'm sorry. Deadpool deserves a third movie, and like Ryan yeah. Reynolds, you know, it's a passion project for him. People love him as the character. I like him as the character, et cetera, et cetera. But right. it's a huge failure from Disney to, that have had these X Men rights for fucking I don't even know what six seven years five six years for a while and now. they have not done a goddamn X Men thing yet. You know what right. I mean? And like right. I guess this movie and that's the thing is I don't need you to do a fucking multiverse. Just say you're doing an X Men movie and like yeah. just set it wherever you want to set it. Mm-hmm. Put it anywhere you want, pal. Just make an yep. X Men movie in your universe or outside of your universe. I'm fine with either, but just do it. Yeah, uh, in from the chat, MDS says, let's also remember X-Men's pretty wacky, so there's room for funny and comedy yep. while still staying true to the source material. Absolutely, but yeah, I you know, you're, you're totally right with that, but it's just, it's the, it's the, the amount of yucks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's the amount of yucks. And, it, you know, it's a fine line between, like, we're doing a funny movie and then, like, isn't this stupid and we're making fun of it? Well, that's, You know what I mean? And that's where it could be... It's, Whatever. There's a difference between telling jokes and c- consistently telling everybody that you're in on the joke. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep, and that's, that's, that's all the humor yeah. comes from now. Almost all humor now comes from I'm in on the joke. Yeah. Uh, and, and it's annoying as hell and it gets old within five minutes. Uh, <laughs> it's why there hasn't been a really funny, there's very rarely funny movies anymore because everybody keeps on telling you, no, 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 we get how lame it is. No, 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 we get how mm-hmm. lame it is. We have no. We, we have no confidence in this material whatsoever. It's all lame. Don't you <laughs> yeah. understand? And don't yeah. you want to watch this shit now after we've done all that? That's no, right. you don't. So fuck yeah. it. But like, I miss jokes. And like, yeah. I hope he can put a few jokes in there at least. The chat also reminds me of another one that was announced is that apparently, um, what's his face? Channing Tatum did a Gambit cameo. And it's like, now you're just poking jokes at like internet Movies casting things and that like never shit happened. that never happened. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know. That's kind of just as bad as the end of that flat, uh, the flash thing there. Yes. You know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, so I, I mean, who I, is that's, it for? But that's what I'm saying is like, that's why I don't care about the multiverse. 
I don't like that's why just like make a new X-Men movie, cast an actual gambit, cast a new Wolverine. Yeah. Move something, move the ball forward as opposed yep. to always looking back. Always the always, van always. is stuck in the mud yes. and the back tires are spinning. Yes. And hitting the gas on it is not going to help <laughs> anything. You need to get a board under there. And mm-hmm. that board represents a new cast yes. and a new direction. And you stick it under the fucking tire of the studio system and get this shit out of the mud. Exactly. Maybe you just get bigger tires instead. Maybe you don't even put anything on. You just change the tire. Uh, Michael Brooks uh, has a comment here. Will there be a phase after we're through with multiverses where studios are finally okay with just having freestanding movies, even if they currently run universes? That's a great question, Michael. And I think if they're smart, they're paying attention to some of these numbers for some of these multi-universe things mm-hmm. and realizing, oh shit, people are bored. Quantumania, massive failure. Uh, uh, the Flash, massive failure, mm-hmm. you know. So not every single one of these things is just going to be, you know, through infinity, the fucking Spider-Man, yeah. no, way, no way home. Like, that's, a, that's like an exception to this, is what we're finding out. Like, we're finding this out week to week, I think especially this year. Um, so there's a lot that these well, money people should be paying attention to. You, you would hope, but like the thing that always drew people towards multiverse stories was that you no longer had to do like the, the, the planning they had to do for the protracted, like first run of MCU yeah, to get yeah. the thing to be yes. what it is now. Yep. Like this allows you complete freedom to, uh, in terms of casting, in terms of yes. everything, everything, it gives you complete freedom to do whatever the fuck you want. And we've, and we're yeah. still like week 900 of fantastic forecasting rumors. Like, and that's oh, why Jesus. Disney feels stuck in the mud. Like you've had these new properties that you were excited about make those movies as opposed right. to sequelizing and multiversing like these are two new fran- new not really uh yeah. franchises for you to make into your own thing so do it already right um someone asked wasn't uh doctor strange 2 uh didn't it do well it, it did i think this that was before you saw these cracks in the foundation. Yep. I think that, if anything, probably started some of that. Yeah. Uh, you know, to uh, whoever in the chat said that. And Sorry. Uh, Greg here. I'm going to put his comment up. I'll, I, I also do think the Raimi being in charge of it did... Yes. It did give it some energy. Give it some. Uh, it did. There was some juice. Motivated there. some. That's people. why I saw it in the theater. And a lot of those cameos and multiverse stuff were more on the fun. You've never seen this side, which sure. is like Anson. Well, Anson Mount was whatever. But I mean, was that like, a show? That was Where a show for a hot second. That? Okay. Yeah, yeah. You have you know uh, what do you call it? There, Jean Luc Picard uh, in the <laughs> in the actual multiverse, <laughs> or the Christopher Pike and Jean Luc Picard in the same scene in right? the in, in the MCU. You know yes. what I mean? Like these are characters you have like that other the other captain marvel gets to be captain marvel like all that stuff was like kind of like oh what if uh, more on the what if spectrum as opposed to remember that spectrum which is i think i I, which is what i would prefer in the multiverse world and oh and of course john krasinski as uh mr fantastic which you know but you know what i mean like yeah (laughs) at least i hadn't seen that before yeah right that's very true uh, this is a very funny way to put this. I'm going to put up uh, Monica Carrillo's comment here. Channing Tatum got blue balled. Yes. Uh, I think they might mean black balled, but blue balled is very No, funny. I think no, blue balled is correct because. Well, they, yeah, actually, he was ready to come into that movie. And yes, then they, 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 kept, they kept saying it was happening just another <laughs> year, just true. another year. Yeah, and then right. like, uh. the rights changed and everything got fucked. 
Yeah, I just love putting it that way. Yeah. Uh, you've, you've made me laugh, Monica, today, but you are totally right. He did get fucked over there. That's a dude, by the way. I walked past him, or rather, he walked past me at New York Film Festival back when Foxcatcher came out. Mm -hmm. This motherfucker had Timberlands on, <laughs> and he walked past me in those Timberlands, and he was about my height oh and wow folks i'm only 510 <laughs> wow okay uh, so yeah that was pretty pretty interesting uh yeah so i don't know we'll see if this can be used in a way that's not like hardy har har isn't this so stupid and we all think it's stupid and agree <laughs> it's stupid mm -hmm. and instead like you're genuinely trying to put out a funny and entertaining action movie hey i'll be down for it yeah um and let's you know i'm just glad ryan reynolds is doing something that's not relegated to the fucking bowels of Netflix mm -hmm. or an Apple Christmas movie with, <laughs> with Will Ferrell that was fine but forgettable. Yeah. Like, he's back in a motion picture in a, in a big, bad way. So, you know, we'll see. Uh, Rose in the chat says uh, they loved Foxcatcher. Yeah, so did a lot of people. It's a great really movie. Really good movie. I, I love Foxcatcher. Um, well, gang, I think that's going to do it for this week. Uh, but as always, here in the WHMU, there's a lot of busyness, a lot of programming. So we want to give you some programming reminders, of course. Out now uh, on our Patreon, there's a We Love Movies episode all about Brian De Palma's Mission Impossible. Mm -hmm. Want to get on that? We were uh, super stoked to do that. It's a great episode. Uh, we, you know, we had uh, Skeleton Juice on last month's mm -hmm. uh, WLM. On this month, there's a different kind of juice we're talking yeah. about a lot. My wife was not too happy about that. Nothing ah, fun about uh, that. <laughs> no, Ooh. nothing at all. Um, but you want to be caught up, gang, because tomorrow... On the main feed on, uh, bom, bom, on We bom, Hate bom, Movies. Bom, 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 oh, yeah. That's right. John Woo's Mission Impossible 2 uh, featuring music by Limp Bizkit. Yes. Uh, and, you know, uh, it's, a, it's a movie we all enjoy to various degrees. So don't, don't worry. Like, you know, we're not going into it with hate in our eyes, you mm -hmm. know, um, it is what it is. Uh, and it was a great discussion. So we had a lot of fun with that. And then more fun with more, more just sexy stars folks on Thursday on the Patreon, mm -hmm. we're releasing this month's Melrose 210. Uh, that was a lot of fun. We recorded that a few weeks ago. Real uh, Jim Walsh getting debased. That was man. Just really fucking iced out. <laughs> uh, Jim Walsh. If you are, you know, if you're coming to Melro for the Jim Walsh humiliation, don't mm -hmm. worry. This dude is a super pain pig. Uh, man, does he get it uh, on, on the episode we're talking about. And some Melrose Place where there's some shenanigans going on. A lot of Amanda Woodward related oh, yeah. stuff She's, in the episode. She gets some humble pie. That's for sure. Yeah, totally. I, Talk about eating shit. I don't mean I'm, I'm going to quote Poppy here. It is even more succulent than I had even hoped for. <laughs> uh, it, it, it's it's really both these episodes were quite something. <laughs> uh, yeah. So patreon.com slash we hate movies for those bonus things and everywhere you get your pods for we hate movies episode on uh, Mission Impossible 2, which will be out tomorrow. And uh going to go work on editing that uh, so oh, yeah. it can be out on time. But as always, gang, thanks for tuning in uh, to On Screen Live. We'll be back next week, bigger and better than ever, uh, at noon Eastern here on our YouTube channel. Uh, be sure you like and subscribe. We would very much appreciate it. Tell your friends. We have a lot of fun yes. here every Monday, including all of y'all in the chat. It's been great uh, getting some of your input Hello. as well. Uh, and until next Monday, I've been Andrew Jupin. Steven Sidak. Chris Cabin. Have a good week, folks. Bye-bye.
That was a HeadGum Podcast. <laughs>